Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. I hope to be your tour guide today to take you on a journey of what we've been dreaming and preparing for this year, but also to the future. We will travel to the past and put on our nostalgic hat and look at the history of city life some, and then we'll travel to the future and think of what could be, what should be. And then we'll think, where are we in the present? So in other words, to say it, how we are here going to get there. And we pray that today would be at a heart level. It would also engage our head, our intellect, and that it would mobilize our hands, but that we would submit, God, what is your will, and let your will be done. God, give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying. God, give us eyes to see how you see. And God, give us a heart to obey. No matter what happens around us, that we are secure in you. Emmanuel, God with us. God, you told us to go and make disciples. And you left us with the greatest promise. Remember, I am with you always. And so we posture ourselves in this room right here, right now, remembering that you are with us. You are closer than the air we breathe. We thank you for the opportunity to gather today. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. This is Vision Sunday. This is your personal travel guide as we explore the past, present, and future. Sometimes, 
in order to know where we're going. We have to take a look back at where we've been. This is your invitation to explore who we are as a body and where we've come from together. While our experiences may vary, we are all connected by the shared human experience. Our identity doesn't come from what we do or what we've done. Rather, it is our Heavenly Father who defines who we are. to travel to the past and talk about how we started and then where we find ourselves in the story that God is writing. Each one of us only are given a dash and we're alive, but for a time and a moment. And history is one that can tell a story of success, but also failures, warnings, pitfalls. And though we will talk about many of the highlights, it's been forged through many tears, but God has been faithful to do what he promised, which is to build his church, not ours. And so it's history, which is his story that we find ourselves in as the lowercase c, the church that's a part of the capital C, the global church that God is building, the ecclesia of people that he's building on mission to proclaim his good news and live set apart as a people in the creation that he has prepared way back in the garden and that he will return one day to make all things new with the new city and it's gonna be powerful. So where we find ourselves is ancient, yet dreaming towards the future. So let's go back to kind of our part of the ancient, which isn't that ancient, only seven years ago, city life was just an idea. It was a call that was forged even years before that and then confirmed through many people and then to go through processes and training and to finally find ourselves getting ready to be prepared to launch a church in 2015. And there's some amazing people, a handful of 20 of us that said, "Mm, I'm daring to believe that God could do a new thing, not because we're against any other church, not because there is another need for a church, but that there's a birthing for a church to reach people where the wild things are that maybe wouldn't feel comfortable in a different setting. And our burden, our passion was to kind of think of those who were forgotten and have a dream about all ages, all races, all faces, all classes to come together. And we launched at Eastern High School. And I remember one of my good friends, he goes, I just don't understand. I go, what do you mean? He goes, how in the world are you a church? He goes, you meet in a stinking school, bro. And I go, bro, what do you think a church is? He goes, a church has a building. And I go, no, the church is the people. And meeting there was on purpose. We were portable on purpose for a purpose. And then several years later, we, I mean, a few years later, and now seven years later, we find ourselves here at Harry Hill, which is known as the Southside Community Center, formerly known as Harry Hill, and Alfreda Schmidt Community Center right out front, who was here last night visiting a play, which is so cool, who walked some of the rooms that we got to renovate during the pandemic And she wept. And I go, what's what's the matter? She goes, I just love seeing life here. I love that you guys put paint up. And I thought, oh, the power of being present, the power of blooming where you're planted. And so geographical location, yeah, it, 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 it matters, but it's really the people. It's the culture. 
And maybe you've heard it said that culture eats vision for lunch every day of the week. So in some ways, it's not necessarily the vision of what we could even put on a wall. It's the people, me and you. So to think back of the last seven years, has been some amazing moments. And to me, I don't think there's a greater stat than 399 people in the last seven years have been baptized at City Life Lansing. That, stats can deceive, stats can uh, fabricate, uh, but a story to create like an illusion of success or almost, you know, like a mirage. Now, where are all those people today? Are they rooted? Are they connected? And I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 I wrestle and we can keep wrestling how to be more intentional into the spiritual formation and to come alongside and to see people be lifelong learners with Jesus. I'm like, oh, I'm just not sure that there's a more profound stat that would tell the story here at City Life. And yeah, we can say we've given over $100,000 to church planting or the Love the City Weeks each year with uh, $164,000 given over the course of time and close to 1,000 projects and serving in eight public schools and all of those volunteer hours, and we can add all that up. But I think to travel the past, the greatest stat that kept sticking out to us was 399 people got baptized. And sometimes we just kind of take, take it for granted. You know, I uh, remember during a couple services, and I've heard this multiple times, is there was some seasoned cats that pulled me off to the side and goes, I've been in church my whole life. I've never seen that many people get baptized. And we can... What's the reason some of them got baptized? But it was just this sense of awe, like holy celebration. And we find ourselves on the heels just a few weeks ago, 59 people was the most people that had ever gotten baptized here. And we long to see after the music stops or after the event and what's next to see people rooted and prepared for the storms of life. And, but Jesus dealt with some of the same things, you know, crowds, and he had his 12 that he was really investing in. He had his three favorite he takes to the prayer, you know, uh, when, when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane and he's just pouring out his life and praying. And, and you, you, you have all of this uh, different pockets in different ways that that Jesus is speaking to the masses and then rolling it out to disciples. And I think it's very similar to city life, what happens on a Sunday, what happens in groups, and what, what, what happens in, in homes, and what happens in work. And traveling to the past, each year we had an annual theme. Love the city, not an idea, but a, a theological statement for us that God loves people and people are closer in the city, so it's not optional to love a city just because there's people there. Now, you might not like the amenities in a city, but, but we're not here for just preference or where we're gonna eat or shop. We're here for people, and at the end of the day, that's what matters most, and whenever there's people, there's not a place on the planet that God doesn't care about because there's people there. And of course, there's some nicer places to live throughout the planet, but we're not just focused on this dash. We're focused on the eternal one. Life is short, eternity isn't, we gotta take notice. And so then we moved into vision saying, hey, it's the good report. Looking at Lansing, what kind of report will we give? We see what's on the news, we hear the stats, we hear what's struggling, but what kind of report do God, God's people give? When we you know, do recon and think about what's going on in mid-Michigan, it's the good report. We wanna be like Joshua and Caleb. And the good report to say what? That God is here to make all things new, and that starts with you, me. I'm not worthy of new. Jesus moved into the neighborhood, the message translation puts it in John 1. Dwelt among us, tabernacled among us. Went down the dead ends of our own life where we live in our own neighborhood and we traveled to the past. We remember that Jesus, he got close to make all things new. And that doesn't just show up in what we build. It shows up in the people, in the gospel touch points, day to day, one life at a time. And so we made a statement and said, hey, as, as a people, we're going to be passionate and deeply convicted about one, one life at a time, one moment at a time. But we don't want to be people out here that just are loud and proud without first recognizing that we are the one that God found. We are the one that was lost. We are the one who was sick apart from his regenerative act that's supernatural of grace when we put our faith in him. 
to be brand new. So to say, hey, I'm the one for you as well. We're in this together. God wants to make all things new. And then we move and we fast forward. We say, okay, what's, what's going to go on? If he's going to make all things new one day, and I'm here in him, God is not limited. He is not finite, though I am. I'm just a dot in his big story. How can we dream so big that God would take notice? Now, of course, it's a wordplay and a bit of uh, hyperbole that God, he, one, any dream that's going to last, it has to be breathed and built by him. So we submit and say, okay, God, is this your will? And we use a dream filter here behind the scenes. So if you want just a little workshop class real quick, is this a dream filter for us is, is it bigger than ourselves? We need God and we need people. Otherwise, when we get to the end of our dream, our statue might be there. Or, and then number two would be for the dream filter to say, oh, okay, I'm dreaming. Well, then how does it filter through the day-to-day? Well, it's got to build his people, his bride, the church. And then, lastly, does it benefit all people? Or is it just find ourselves being uh, kind of homogenous alone with walls and barriers and, and, and not having access points and connection with just all of humanity? And, and that's how we wrestle when we think of dreaming so big that God would take notice, and obviously you start small, to see heaven in Lansing. Sometimes when we say, hey, I want revival, I want revival, I want revival, and, and of course, a little bit I'm, uh, in my tone, it even sounds like I'm mocking it, but, but, but uh, I, revival is remembering what Jesus has already done. And then there's amazing moments in history where he just uh, shows up in some profound ways, but we don't need a spectacle to marvel at what Jesus has already done. It's not those big moments when I think about our past, It's the moments when we're alone with God and alone with people in his word and connecting. That's revival too. So then we say, okay, our vision was moving and we were getting ready to approach year seven. And we said, we want to be people that when the storm hits, our roots grip in Jesus. It's one thing to talk it. It's really hard to walk it in the middle of a storm. But Paul said, when I'm weak, I'm strong. And if there's one warning, I I, I remember thinking in the middle of the pandemic, and COVID hit, and we didn't know if toilet paper was a reflection of if there is just, if the world is like ending within minutes, days, weeks, months. And some people aren't here with us anymore. And that's a very sobering truth. But for each one of us, we're here. So we've now been out of, on the other side of that storm, there's still storms in our life, but I remember being so convicted to say, oh my goodness, this is why the body of Christ and commitment and local and knowing people's addresses and being able to serve one another and membership, this matters so much. And I remember thinking, if we ever get out as a people to plead and to to try to prepare the best way to say, be intentional as disciples, not just Sunday gatherers. Because when the storms hit, I, I was not shocked by the world. I was shocked by all of us, the church. It was like scattered. It was like, you know, boom, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. But Jesus be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And he said, trouble will come. It will happen. Now, I'm not saying that on the other side of hopefully Vision Sunday is that there's trouble on the horizon. No way. I don't want that. We're praying for life-giving experiences. But we serve a God that is worthy of everything, no matter what the weather setting of life looks. So it's different seasons, but same reason. So we said we want to be people of root system that are in Jesus and in God's people and then in the land that we're in. So in Jesus, the God-man, you know, in the fam, the body of Christ, and then in the land where he's placed us. 
And I do find myself every once in a while looking for a trip, just, you know, just, oh, look at that. It's nice. And on my background, on my computer, I have all these photos of just really cool spaces that, you know, like in Bali or some beach in the middle of nowhere or a mountain experience. And in some weird way, it's just my sense of, oh, that's cool. I just went there in my imagination. I got work to do here. But we can want to escape sometimes so bad that we don't ever put our roots down where we're at because our head isn't where our butt is. And there's a different way to say that if we were in the football huddle. So as we travel to the past, it's a deep story of blooming. It's a deep story of being close. It's a deep story of loving the city one life at a time. And so that's where we've been. And we find ourselves here, right here, right now. So let's put a little vision cap on and think, where are we going? It's like, where are we going? Come on, little drum roll. We're going to travel to the future. And Connect Team, if we could hand out these little cards, we have cards for you. No one scratch it off yet. We're all going to get a password to a website. Then we're going to get to travel to the future. Let's hand out those cards. And if you're online watching this, citylifelancing.com forward slash future, and you're going to be able to go there. But don't put in the comments yet what you find. Where's the team? Are they handing out the cards? Okay, we got two. Where's the rest of the squad? What are we doing? Let's get a little backup. Somebody text somebody. Thank you. All hands on deck. There we go. Come on, give it up for the dream team. We gave a lot of people the day off so they could sit and enjoy. While we're handing those out, I just remember I didn't introduce myself for those that don't know. My name is Jerome. I serve as a lead pastor here. It's exciting. One random thought from me is if, if you've spent time with me, you'll know that vision comes so natural that I will live in the future. And so what I think you'll find on the other side of it is a conviction that's not native to me. But I think one that's deeply embedded in um, long game. So handing those out, it's awesome. And if you don't get one, just raise your hand. Do not scratch it off yet, okay? We have cameras. I think, I think it will come off with your nail. I think we tried, so if you're wondering right now, do I got a coin? Ashton, just give me a thumbs up once we're ready. Everyone got them, no? We good? Thumbs up? All right, you can scratch it off. We're gonna travel to the future here. First one who gets it, say what it says. It says access denied. What? Is anyone else to say something different? Access denied. No one else has a different password? (laughs) All right. All right, secret number one. There is no annual vision this year of where we're going to go, something new. Our traveling to the future right now is we're going to discipline ourselves because we're not on to the next We are sensing deeply at a DNA level in the body here to just simply say and teach and go through who we are. But secret number two, we have been for a few years behind the scenes working on a campaign of where we believe we are to travel in the future, that we will roll out next year. And if we don't get it done by next year, because I'm not going to just... you know, put a date out there, therefore, if, I, if we don't make it, it causes some confusion. It might come in 2025, but I can tell you there is a campaign that will allow us all to see ourselves in it, 
to see ourselves activated, to see ourselves mobilized in such a way that we'll continue to see heaven in Lansing, the 517 and world. But today is not the day for that. Maybe the real question is, is who are we? And when we get there, who are the people we're gonna become? Because through the last seven years, God has shown up at so many powerful milestones that I think today, he might be saying, city life, know who you are because there's things that I'm gonna invite you into in dreams and some destiny activity that will be hard, that will be heavy, but will be so beautiful to be in the will of God. Even in a storm, it's sunny. And where I'm gonna take you will be legendary if you continue to remember me Remember in Revelation, there's a church that says, you did all these awesome things, but I have this one thing against you. You forgot your first love. Here's a video um, montage from a little bit uh, of just some of the people here at City Life and some of their experience, just some quick clips about who we are about why do I love City Life and how has my experience at City Life been? That's where it's at all the time. I'm constantly being taken out of my comfort zone, which is what I want deep down, and just reminded that there's people out there and they're in different situations and I don't know everything, um, and just getting close with people. But just showing up, that God has given me more and more purpose. And so, I don't know, I, I encourage people to just show up. That's one of the things that I've said to friends that have like kind of been on that fringe and I'm just always encouraging them saying, hey, just show up because you never know what God can do. Wow, this is so powerful that we get to do this, that we get to love the city one life at a time um, and how it doesn't have to be super complex, how God calls us to love, love him and love people. And we do that as we're going. And I'm grateful that I get to walk out my purpose every day, loving the city one life at a time. So I think to belong for me makes me think of a family makes me think of uh, just a safe place to be, a place where there's no pressure to be somebody I'm not, there's nobody to impress. There's just a place to show up and just be, um, and to feel safe, to go home to, to belong. I just feel like that's what it means to belong here at City Life is that people's got your back no matter what the season is as you're going through. And so I think during the last seven years it was finding my identity, I am loved, I belong, and I have purpose. And then also beautifully going hand in hand with you are loved, you belong, and you have purpose. To, uh, I guess, set it up where we're gonna give everyone an opportunity to get a magazine here in just a moment that is going to walk us through who we are as a people. And they asked me to come and just kind of share why this year feels the way it does and why it's going to. And so this is a three-minute video from me about this year, naming it, though it's not like an annual vision, it will have a name, but it's just simply who we are now finding itself in a story that has existed for several years. And if you go back and think of the past, we didn't exist seven years ago. But now what was a dream is a reality. We're loving the city one life at a time. We're in a community enjoying each other as we're in Jesus and we're loved by God. And where are we gonna go? On a Vision Sunday, we roll out, hey, here's what's next we've sensed it's not about what's next, it's more about what is. Culture eats vision for lunch every day of the week. We can put a mission statement on the wall, we can put a vision on the wall, but who we are is what's most important. And who we are is something that you can feel, it's intangible. And how do we double down on not just where we're gonna go, and there's a time and a place to plan, reinvest, how do we go all in? But how do we think now as a people to enjoy and to create sacred space for what is, for who we are? We are people that are loved. We are people 
that belong and are thinking about a long game because we want to go far and we want to go together. And we are people that have purpose to serve as we're served by Jesus and being loved by Jesus. And so the mission is not changing. It's love the city one life at a time. And what will we do? Man, let's not miss who we are. And the question might be not necessarily where we're going. It's who will we become? What's the type of people we're going to be when we arrive there or when the Lord returns? Because when he comes back, he will make all things new. And until then, we get to be the one for the one. And so this is an anthem and a cry for us to just double down on what is. To be a people who are. People that exist. People that live and breathe in community and double down on the core tenets of who we are. And it'll be so fun to see if what God will do and what we can become as we focus on who we are in Jesus. Look, I try not to over-spiritualize stuff because uh, if you've heard me say this before, but sometimes it can get wonky and get a little funky. But the other side of that extreme is that we could under-spiritualize stuff, that God is in all kinds of things. But you can't make up this. I'm sitting in this interview chair right now, and I'm like, okay, we were dreaming up this year, and we decided it's a we are year. And then I look in the background, and you can't see it, but on the wall of where we're shooting this, in this specific location that we didn't really have planned, at the top of the wall, it says, we are. Hey, take that for is what it is. We take them as just little clues that God says, hey, keep going. I love you. I see you. And he's with us on this journey. So City Life, that is the name of our year is just we are. And we have a book and we have an insert that we're going to hand out to everybody. You can download the book or it's a magazine, if you will. And we, for the next three months, maybe in change, we're going to go through the stuff you see on the wall, kind of catechism of city life. Who are we? What does that mean? DNA level. Yeah, when you think of a body, you might wear clothes, and those are the accessories and the amenities, and what does your church have to offer? How long is service? But at a DNA level, who is the body here? And then we're going to unapologetically throughout the whole year just continue to ask, man, we believe so much in the body that we want people to become members. We believe so much in the body that we want people to serve and be active on the dream team. We believe so much in the body that we want people to grow in groups and join a group. And we believe so much in the body that we want people to invest and give generously, sacrificially, cheerfully, all the above. But disclaimer, you might be here and you carry a level of church hurt, confusion, by all means, stay, heal. But you're going to be invited into attention all year round. It's saying, hey, how do we be the body here so we have to be connected in order to be one? And we want to intentionally walk people through the why, the what, and the how to mobilize, knowing that the church here at City Life needs structure. It needs order. So in this resource guide, we're going to walk through some of that. And I'm going to just give us a fast kind of overview. And then in the course of the next weeks, we're going to kind of inch through this guide. And so right out the jump, you got table of contents. you got the calendar and overview. Uh, who here is a planner? If you're a planner and you want a calendar, come on, somebody show of hands. No planners in the room. I'm not following any of you if you're not a planner. If you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. So in the name of Jesus, shout out to the calendar. Come on, give it up for the calendar. There's a calendar. What's coming up? What's coming up? Look, we're going to lead through limits. We're going to show you what's coming up in an overview. And then uh, what it means to connect here, the vision, the mission, the discipleship, uh, formation and strategy that we have, the passion that we have. Because that informs our day-to-day. And then there is some of the stuff we covered, which is the travel to the past, and then the travel to the future, which is that uh, code is access denied. And one day that website will work um, as the Lord wills, so we submit it to him. And then lastly, there's some resource guides that will just help, or resource tips that will help each one of us grow. There's a letter from me that you'll see in that uh, little excerpt there. 
So you have a couple pages of what's in here. You have an overview of who we are, DNA level. We are a good news church, loving the city one life at a time. We are for making disciples one life at a time. So that's what we mean when we say that. Each one, disciple, we want to know that they are loved, belong, and have purpose. Who is that? You, me. So we gather together. We grow together, and we go together. And there's two speeds to the go, me and we. We are passionate, and that informs our day-to-day. And right off the jump, I covered this, but this is what we hope that any person throughout this year will get engaged in some way through their own limits, so no head trash. Sometimes we feel guilty or condemnation. I can't go to that. I can't go to that. Look, the pressure's off. Tetelestai, it's finished. Jesus did it. But he didn't do it so we could just sit and do nothing and eat microwave popcorn all day. You know what I mean? So there is a level that let's get engaged, but it should be through like we're love to love. And anytime we think we have to work to earn love, we we got the equation backwards. So as we're close to God, abiding in him, then we recognize, wow, look at what he's done for me. Look at what he's doing in me. Look at how his deep love for me and how intimate it is. And then we don't go serve on our high horse we're not just saying, uh, come to Jesus. We're, 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 we're with people saying, I came to Jesus too. Join a group. A group won't solve everything, but it's just another touch point. This isn't the way. This is just a way, and this is City Life's uh, a way for us to go together and then give because it takes dollar, dollars, bills, y'all, and uh, uh, we believe that the church should not be under-resourced. It should be over-resourced because we want to see heaven in Lansing, the 517 in world, and steward every dollar to the advancement in the kingdom of God one life at a time here. So continuing to go through this for time's sake, I'm going to kind of uh, blitz through some of these pages, but I don't want to blitz through this right here. The main text is the body texts that are in Ephesians, Romans, and 1 Corinthians, and it talks about how we are one one body, but none of us possess the ability to rally the body. Jesus is the unifying chief shepherd, the head of the body. And of course, there's clunkiness of how does the body fit and work together, and there is a a temptation to just isolate and go on my own island or go find people that just do things my way. Look, friends, Preferences and outlets and spaces that we can unify on uh, food or even uh, some secondary doctrinal things and, 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 and have these safe spaces, they're, they're important. Music and hobbies, it's, it's all important. But the main thing, the main thing should always have us wanting to be connected with one another. Proverbs 18.1 says that whoever isolates himself goes against all sound judgment. So in other words, it's just like death to just do it alone. There's no Lone Ranger Christianity. And so we have God, but his sanctification process is with people. So why be a member? I was thinking of that. Jerome, why be a member here? Because Jesus said, be in the body. And then we can say, well, isn't there different ways to be a member? Does a church have to meet on Sundays? And the answer is, no. Of course there's different ways. And no, a church doesn't have to meet on Sundays. But this just happens to be our model that we're in that's conducive to the all ages, all classes, and all races model that we can see because most people have a Sunday off so that we can meet here and not all people, which is why we need to continue to go be salt and light everywhere we go, proclaiming the good news as we're going. We don't wait for a Sunday. We stir one another up. Remember that the day is approaching and that we have good work to do. So it's a, it's a huddle. It's a weekly touch point. It's this, you know, um, I, I saw one person say, hey, it's, you don't have to go to church, but it's a marriage, right? And so if it's a marriage, you're in the bride of Christ. It, don't go home for a while and see how your marriage works. You know, and, uh, and it's like, oh, but the church has brought so much hurt for people at times. Yes, it has. We don't always got to talk about the bad version. Let's be the right version. And let's denounce the bad version and let's deconstruct the things that need to be deconstructed. But let's get to the core essence. And what we see is that it's beautiful. We are a good news church proclaiming the good news. Everything we do is not program-based. It's built on the finished work of Jesus Christ. This is why if you ever approach and we sit at a table and you say, Pastor, I got an idea. And I'm going to say, what is it? Tell me your idea. I'll be like, oh, we need to do this conference. We need to do this thing. We need to do this thing. They're like, you should do it. I'll be like, oh, that's so awesome. You should do it. 
I'd be like, wait, what? No, we don't, we're not program-based initiatives. There's enough programs forever. There's enough causes forever. Then we start ranking causes. We believe that disciples really are disciples. They get unleashed with the passions that God put in each one of us. And, of course, we have some core tenets and overlap that we do things together. But each one of us, there's convictions. And that as we continue to flesh those out, we get to see the kingdom on the move. Through who? You. It's not talking head stuff. There's a deep commitment that we're in this together. So these texts help shape and inform us of the why and and how the body can fit together and that one part isn't higher than the other. Sometimes we over-celebrate and sometimes we undervalue. Each role is important. Then we have an overview through the membership here, uh, just what it means to be a member here. So remember, hey, our vision is not even love the city one life at a time. Our vision is just remember the gospel, center to everything we do. And there's a... uh, there's a paragraph, and then there's uh, links to text that you'll be able to hyper, hyperlink, and you'll be able to do Bible studies in the weeks ahead for all of these things. And then our mission statement. In the internship, we're able to teach it more dense, meaning breaking down for days how each word informs our methodology, so from theological belief, and then that, that, that influences our day-to-day. And we will do a crash course version on a Sunday, but all the seeds are there in that paragraph. Discipleship. What is our discipleship process? Yes. Everything. It's not a class. But there is settings that we want to be intentional. And all of the settings that we create and that we're uh, hoping to, as leaders, equip the body, to serve the body, it's at the end of the day, what God wants to do through each one of us. Because one's the biggest number. But one's not that big a number if it's not yours. I don't care about it. But each one of us are God's. So each disciple is so important. And through a spiritual formation of being loved, to understand God's love. Well, just to understand first that God is love. And his love is, is multifaceted. And to understand the biblical view of love and then how that meets us and then how that flows through us to people and how we belong with God in the family of God, but we belong in community. It's a safe space to be ourself. And the lie of the enemy is that each one of us doesn't belong. Yes, if we're coming for all of the checklists for somebody to be just like you, let me know when you find some setting that you fully belong in. I think what we'll find is preferences or some type of hobby or some type of like mission that, that, that might not be rooted in God that we're like, we all relate with this one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get a bunch of hands together, of course hands relate. But that doesn't mean hands are the full picture. Anyways, I fall back. So belonging is, is uh, God's heartbeat. That's what he does. That's what, who he is. And then purpose. Um, the purpose and the will of God is Simpler than we think. What's God's will for my life? Uh, Spend time with him, be with him, and be like him. And when you be with him, you realize, oh, he said, look, if you want to be great among all, you have to be a servant among all. So no matter what role we're doing, we're serving. Serving with God and for people. And it is important that at some level we find out where we're most gifted. But that takes time. That's wrestling. There's, there's a whole process to that. There's science and art. But when the rubber meets the road, we're here to serve. And Jesus is our example of that. So how then it fleshes out as discipleship here is three areas. We gather on Sundays in person and online. And In the season ahead, we will continue to, that will be in our next campaign of how that continues to grow and mobilize macro and micro. Because there's this huge movement right now where it's like micro, everything's got to be small and and small. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably both. And we we need strategies for both. And micro here is to grow, grow together in groups, 
getting connected in some group, and there's groups right around the corner. They're going to start May 21st, so they're on the calendar that's in your hand, and you're going to be able to sit down with your family or sit down and plan and, and take an hour retreat by yourself and, and, and just look and say, oh, okay, I want to be committed, and I want to be consistent, and I want to put the things that matter most, my growth with Jesus and in this community, and I'm going to put these things down of the things that I can be a part of and should be a part of. So there's not a lot of dates, but there's some key dates that we believe when you're in the process and you're in the rhythm and you're in a cadence that you'll look back and you'll say, hmm, look at what God has done. But if we just come in for a la carte or we just come in triage situations when we just need some oxygen, yeah, 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 that can happen too. You belong here, right? Ah, Sunday, I just felt great. But life happens. So being more intentional throughout the whole process, uh, the, the, the growth in groups, if you're here today and you're just chomping at the bit, I've always wanted to lead a group. You can tell the connect table or sign up in line or go to that QR code, and we're going to do a training Wednesday. But all of the groups are already shipped and pre-planned as they've been being prepared over the last couple months for rolling out May 21st. So you'll get the menu next week. It's actually on the website already. You can start looking at what group you want to be in and be a part of that. So you'll hear that with Mother's Day next week. And how fitting, because Mother's Day, we're going to say who we are. And who are we? We are a good news church bride, the bride of Christ. And so that will launch on Mother's Day. And then go love the city. These are the things we do. We gather together, we grow together, and then we go together. And we have love the city events, and you can read that paragraph, and that will roll that out. Now, we good? We good? So so the next three months could be like class, catechism. Like, it's going to be class, Sunday school. And shout out to the, the, the creative team that does all these creative elements. You know, like, they do an incredible job. But we can't be all hype because then there's this pressure. The next video's got to be better than the, oh, da, da. and I remember when, and the book dropped, or there was a the music, and that's all part of just the ecosystem. And the passions are the day-to-day, of the things that, what are, like, okay, if there's another drop-down menu, give us another layer of the DNA. We have 11 passions. It's always about Jesus. All the scriptures point to him. He's the preeminent one, Colossians 1, uh, God's word. We believe what we read. We want to live it. The church. We don't think God wants to work outside the church. We believe that he meant when he said it's the bride. And he wants to see a church that's orderly and healthy, which means it's going to be hard and heavy at times as we continue to do the work and let him do the work, really. Uh, Four, discipleship. Five, everyone. This is where every person matters. All are made in the image of God. One is the biggest number. Uh, We work, we rest, and we play. Just all the above. Um, You know, Acts 1, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. That's why we have the Holy Spirit to be witnesses and how that fleshes out for us, the city in front of our own face. Even if you don't live in Lansing, you come to Lansing to go to the movies or to to shop. And uh, so Jerusalem in front of our own face matters. And that's how we think sequentially, and we'll roll out more in, in, in the season ahead of even what's going on globally behind the scenes. Um, but right now, we're supporting Do For One, what we wish we could do for, for all. We're supporting one missionary that's making great impact, and our dollars, uh, a part of that every time we give goes to that one person because we don't want uh, you know, minimal impact. We want deep, uh, committed impact, and so that continued relationship is happening, and it's be really fun to think of how where that goes. Number nine is the future is the youth. The youth can't be second, um, like an afterthought. They can't be. They just can't be. And then living is giving, upside down kingdom, and lastly, dreamers. We got our timeline here. You can travel to the past. We highlighted that. There's that 399 baptisms. Travel into the future. Check that out. And then here's the password is denied, access denied, it's password protected. The resources, uh, here's some things that will help us as we gather together, grow together, and go together. We say it every week, but the Church Center app is a great, uh, it's, a, it's a central place for us to have communication. And it's not fun or, um, I don't know if it's shiny, but we're going to work on a new website this summer. So 
and the website is going to have more, maybe you've wondered, why isn't staff, or why don't we have more information about our pastor, and why this? One, doing websites costs a lot of money. They're really hard to take. And the last thing we wanted to make it was a me-centered thing, and so we just kind of we think, okay, it's got to be nameless and faceless at some level because we want to empower the body of Christ. But at the same time, it is important to know who's in leadership and how they're flowing and like what, who, who and what. Um, not that it's top-down model, but it's more left to right. It's more circle. We're in this together. And so having those people on there is important, but it just takes time. And this summer is now the, 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 it's in the queue to just revamp our whole website, to have all of this stuff on the website and get the structure down and just the good old-fashioned church stuff. But I, can I just give a big warning, though? The more structure we create, the movement could cease. And it's not one for one. It's not meaning more structure, no movement. It just means it's really important that, that it's, it's a spectrum. Movement matters. We can't just become a monument to the eventually we become a museum and we're like, remember when, what God did? But now, did you check the syllabus in our statement of faith in chapter four, verse, you know, drop down menu point three? Where are we at? Do you agree with this subpoint of this subpoint and this subpoint? You haven't, you, I don't think you're serving one attending one. Are you serving? Are you giving? Let's check tithe records. Let's, let's compare them. Where are you at? You know, and structure can get exhausting and start to just, but it is so important. And so we're going to revamp our website, revamp with calendar, and have all of that. And practically, you can download the app. You can listen uh, to the podcast weekly. And these, these tools are here for us. And then there's just some tips. When rubber meets the road, okay, you said a lot. I'm going to have to go back and re-listen. I came today. I wanted to know what we were going to do tomorrow. You're basically just telling me, come to church and then get in a group and, and then hear what's going on with Love the City. Yep. Because pinch yourself. You're living the dream. We are living the dream. For us that are in Jesus Christ, we are with God in Jesus. Let's be at his feet. So let's abide. And these tips will remind us and calibrate us because what we say every week is all races, all faces, and all ages, you belong here. We're going to keep loving the city one life at a time. And we're not going to stop until he makes all things new. So before we get out of here, we're going to listen to Anna. We're going to announce for the first time that the applications for the internship is going to begin. And why we're going to listen to Anna, because I love her story. She's, she's an amazing woman of God who finds herself in the stage of life as a grandparent. And several years ago at City Life, I got an email saying, hey, Anna Pryor is going to be leaving the church and just going to another church. And I was like, okay, but why? That's cool. We're not here to, there's no, there's no like, yeah. And uh, I said, give me her number. I want to call her. And I called her. I said, Anna, what? like, you've been coming to City Life. I, I just, I love, like, I love every time I talk to you. She goes, well, it's just such a young church. I don't know if I belong. And I go, you, okay, you're right. We do have some young people. We just started out. She's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Now, I said, what if it's less about what you do what if just your presence is telling the young people that you're with them? What if you get to see some of the young people in their youth get to do some lifting? What if you are in a more legacy season where you're praying and you're empowering and, you're, and just your presence is, 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 is like securing the room? And I just said, Anna, we've always had a prayer here. that City Life would not just be like this young church but it would, it would be literally all tears, the youth, the parents, and the grandparents, where we gather together in the name of Jesus Christ. So even when we chose some of our building places initially, the reason we didn't, we were looking at, there were some bars that we could have uh, rented, so it's a bar at night and then it's church in the morning. That would have been crazy, right? <laughs> but the reason we didn't, because how do you have kids' ministry? Because even if some of us don't have kids, we recognize that the future, we're give, it's the kids are the future. And if we're not intentional, whoa, 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 I can tell you that device that's in their pocket is going to be. So it was important that we start with the youth in mind, but we need the, the wisdom, the, 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 we're following our parents and grandparents 
And I knew I was at that age where it was like bridge building. And I said, Anna, what would it look like if you stayed and you were just in a new season being present? She was like, oh, Pastor, thank you. Okay, okay, yeah, I don't know. I'll try it out. Anyways, this is her testimony several years later. My experience has been um, just being embraced. Um, when I came here, I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. You know, I was 56 years old. I saw these young people around me, and it's like, it's no place for you here. You don't, you know, and I, I was going to leave. But because of groups and because of community, and getting to know other people here at City Life and um, up close and personal and getting to really feel the love of others and being able to be myself and just, um, and being accepted as who I am. It just, it helped me to stay and make my mark here or and be here where God wanted me to be instead of out here trying to find a place someplace else. So nobody really fits the city life. We all are misfits, but we all belong. So um, I found my place here and it's been seven years. And I'm just happy to say that, you know, this is my home and I belong here. One of my favorite people on planet Earth. Grateful for her. Uh, just because there's no smoke and mirrors, and maybe this is my personality, of course, these are the good stories. I'm sure there's people that fit in many other places, and that's good. That's okay. You might be here for a season. You might be here long term. I don't know. I think that's the thing that you ask. Where are you supposed to be? And this year, we're going to be talking about just who we are and growing in that, going deeper into that, and pinching ourselves um, that we're living the dream. We today will, if you if you felt the call in some way, shape, or form, Jesus showed up recruiting his disciples, finds them, uh, well, a handful of them fishing, and says, hey, leave, or if you follow me, you'll become fishers of men, and they left immediately, they left their nets, and they followed him, which meant they left the family business, and there was just this, wow, I'm following him. Now, over time, I think we get to see that their motives, they didn't know at first. They're like, aren't you going to be the king? Aren't you going to overthrow? And there, there's it just the sanctification uh, fleshes out. But, but there is this sense that when, I'm, when I hear Jesus, I don't want to delay. And I remember there were so many moments in my life where God was trying to get my attention when I would say for a, kind of a mayday prayer, God, I'm going to go all in, I'm going to go all in, I'm going to go all in. But it was just mayday for a moment. It wasn't serious until finally, when you get to the end of yourself and you say, fine, I'll lose everything for you. And you realize you gain everything, you gain him. Over the years, we've done internships. We've had 32 interns graduate. And if you've gotten to meet some of them, you, you get to see the fruit. The reason we've been so hesitant to do another internship, just to be real, it's the cost behind the scenes. Because it's not transactional. It's not just a classroom. It's deep devotion and dedication to people's lives and wherever the stage they're at and creating space for that and conversations and real immersive discipleship formation for a whole year long. And Today, the applications will begin. There will be a four-step process. The bar is going to be high, and we will see what candidates God and through the process brings to the forefront. There will be a cost that covers um, everything. There will be a fundraising strategy, but I think today it's just to answer the question, do you hear the call? And if you do, we hope you apply.
So maybe you know somebody even across the nation. We, uh, in the hallway, we're going to be selling these today for $10 only just to be an anthem of who we are in Jesus. We are one. This is one body here at City Life. Got four hats to hand these out. Justice, will you help me? First four people you see, uh, whatever ones you feel, and say sorry to the next one. Okay, before we get out of here, we're going to get an opportunity to just practice what we preach today. What man, you're, are you asking for their social security card? What's up? There you go. <laughs> those are in the hallway. Those are also online, so if you uh, want to purchase those, I believe it's under the one link on citylifelancing.com. So to conclude today, this link and this QR code, whenever you're ready throughout the year, this is what we're just going to keep keeping before us, to become a member here, to serve with whatever frequency works well with your life in whatever capacity. Join a group, maybe lead a group at some point and go through the process and the training for that and then give. And we saved giving for the end today um, and to prepare ourselves for giving is there some ways uh, that you can give and but practically what the Lord has done, if that's any indicator of what the Lord will do, And I want to make sure that my heart and my funds are tied to what God is doing through his local church. You can give online. You can give through the Church Center app. You can text any amount to 84321. The giving team is going to come up and want to get ready for that. And then lastly, there is the Connect card that, uh, or there's a giving envelope if you're giving physically or you can give online or even our website's on there to mail in. I want to pray for us and pause. When I mean pray for us for giving, what I'm sensing is pray for us as a people. Pray for us as a body. Jesus, we don't want to do all the things right and forget our first love. And we don't even want to assume that we're doing things right. We want to examine our lives and test our lives, and we pray that the season ahead to walk through who we are as a people will go to the depths of our soul, that the culture that you're creating here, using us, what is culture? It's the intangible. It's us. We're part of it. But we don't want to just be committed emotionally or even culturally. We want to be intentional people, structure and order. And God, we thank you for every person that's here. I thank you that every person here is loved by you, does belong in community, and that has a unique purpose to serve this world. God, we pray as we give today on Vision Sunday that it would be a seed towards what you want to do in the future. God, we pray that you will prepare us for what you want to do. But when we get there, the things we do today will affect who we are going to become. I sense a, just like a smile in the room. That the Lord is, he just loves, he loves us all. And he's closer than the air we breathe. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, one of the ways we started is how we're going to end. This is the Vision Sunday video.
welcome. This is your personal travel guide as we explore the past, present, and future. Sometimes, in order to know where we're going, we have to take a look back at where we've been. This is your invitation to explore who we are as a body and where we've come from together. While our experiences may vary, we are all connected by the shared human experience. Our identity doesn't come from what we do or what we've done. Rather, it is our Heavenly Father who defines who we are. being a part of Vision Sunday 2023. We will see you next week, 10 a.m. and 11.30, all races, all faces, and all ages. You belong here. We're going to keep loving this city one life at a time, and we won't stop until Jesus comes back and he makes all things new. Have the best day of your lives, y'all. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast, loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.